Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. Hello, good day. Uh, we are so excited doing the end of the year broadcast. Hold on, let me grab something here. How about a Christmas hat? That's what was missing. We have the tree. Little Rico, our mascot, has his Santa outfit on. And now I am complete. And uh, we are here with the extraordinary Judy Mancuso of Social Compassion Legislation and her kitty. And we also have the amazing Simone Reyes. (laughs) of social compassion and legislation and country music star. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about all the incredible accomplishments for animals in 2019 that Judy Mancuso and her team, including Simone and myself at social compassion and legislation have accomplished. So Judy, take it away. You have been knocking it out of the park with bill after bill after bill that California governor Gavin Newsom has signed into law Tell us some of the highlights. Thank you, Jane. As of uh, January 1st, one bill that we got passed and signed into law this year is a really great one that has never been done in any other state, which is banning all fur trapping. So no more poor, big deal, no more poor little animals getting trapped lingering in those traps to then be electrocuted, shot, whatever the horribleness of killing them, that will be outlawed as of January 1. And we can thank Assemblywoman Lorena Gonzalez-Fletcher. She was our author. And we can thank Gavin Newsom for signing that one into law for us. That's one. Should I keep going? Keep going. Keep going. Number two is we're banning wild animals and circuses. Now, we weren't the first state uh, to do this. Hawaii went before us in New Jersey, but ours actually is stronger and covers way more animals. Uh, So no more animals and circuses. That was a long time coming. Uh, I gotta thank all the protesters all those years out in front of those circuses protesting because that did raise awareness on the cruelty in circuses. And so we got that one done, excuse me. And that goes into law January 1. We got a third law signed, but it does not go into law until 2022. That one has to do with uh, adding several species of animals to a list that prohibits their body parts and skins to be sold in California. And we fought back a bill that would have exempted, further exempted alligators and crocodiles that were on that list since 1970, were exempted in 2006 because of the Louisiana crocodile alligator breeders. And uh, this thing just kept going and going and we finally nuked it and that exemption will die and the alligators and crocodiles can live. 
And then there's one more. Okay, but hold on. Well, before we get to that one, because it's a plethora of riches, you have just been voted, I don't know if you can see it here, by the Orange County Register Most Influential. If animals could vote, Judy Mancuso would be president. On January 1st, three laws will kick in that protect non-humans. Mancuso of Laguna Beach started them all. And there you are on the cover of the Orange County Register today. In fact, this just came out right before we went on the air. Simone Reyes, uh, I know you have worked closely with Judy. What do you have to say about this incredible honor? Judy literally being voted one of the most influential people by the Orange County Register. Well, the fact of the matter is, is that uh, a lot of people care about animals, but few people are able to actually put their hearts and their compassion into action. And that's what social compassion has been able to do in a in a in arena that, let's face it, has not been pro-animal. So what's really thrilling about what we're doing is that we're not only creating laws and bills, obviously, that, that are making it into law, but what we're doing is we're knocking out, like Judy just said, bills and laws that would actually hurt animals that people wouldn't even know are being passed. So without having us in the halls, right, talking to the legislators, we are the ones that are able to say, no, these are the reasons why these bills are only for profit. These bills are only to, to hurt animals. And we can actually use our influence there to speak for the animals who have no choice, no vote, no, uh, vote and no choice. Now, if you see me looking down at all, it's because I'm sharing this video, this live video we're watching on my social media. Oh. So I would ask all of you to do that as well okay. so that we can get all this exciting news out to as many people as possible. Uh, yeah. And I have to say that I have seen legislators literally run from Judy Manguzo. They see because we go we all go to Sacramento all the time with Judy Mancuso and uh, we see um, the uh, legislators when they see her and you could see it's species is to say deer in the headlights. So I won't use that phrase, but you get the idea. They turn and they run in the other direction because you are a phenomenon. You have really mastered um, how the legislature works, how these bills get passed. And I'll give an example. Years ago, I went into a a restaurant. I knew the owners for years. It's a vegan restaurant and it's super clean. And they had a bee on their door. And I said, "What, what happened? I know you're so clean. And he said, you won't believe this, Jane. Uh, we have an outdoor cafe and there was a little dog like little Rico sitting on the outside of the railing and he crawled into just to the inside of the railing and a health inspector came along and cited us. And I became absolutely furious, furious. Um, and I called Judy and I said, Judy, I told her what happened. Judy, you won't believe this. I, I feel like this is super unfair and it was just a little dog. You know, I sleep with three dogs every night. I've not never gotten sick from a dog, but I have gotten sick from people. And I said, this is ridiculous. It's like um, persecution of, of people who have companion animals. 
Judy went to town, passed a bill called the Dining with Dogs bill. And now in the state of California, you can bring your dog to an out a restaurant that has an outdoor cafe if they allow it. But almost all the restaurants want the business. They wouldn't. They, they, they And now you go into a restaurant with an outdoor cafe and there's dogs and there's joy and there's happiness all because of that one experience. Do you remember that, Judy? I remember it loud and clear. And I just want to say one thing. The legislators that are running from me are the ones that (laughs) we don't have their vote yet (laughs) and uh, may not be on the same side of us because most of the legislators are our friends and actually want to carry bills for us. So the ones running the way are the ones that are on the exploiter side and we're calling them out for it and they don't want to face the music. But I remember that very well, Jane. And I also remember when you interviewed me on HLN and uh, said, hey, you got this done in California. Now let's do it in New York. And we did. And Governor Cuomo signed it into law for us. But I have you to thank for doing all the groundwork with all the grassroots because without that, we couldn't have got it done. So we hired lobbyists in New York. You handled the ground game and getting the restaurants and all the individuals. And we made that uh, dream come true there as well. So that was all because of Jane Velez Mitchell. Anybody that takes your dogs to the cafe. (laughs) (laughs) I did it for Rico. (laughs) Uh, I, I I was saying that jokingly about them running for you. You have huge <laughs> fans in Sacramento. You have giant um, press conferences out on the steps of the Sacramento Capitol building where all sorts of legislators, state senators and, and state assembly members come and stand. I was just kind of uh, painting a colorful picture of when, how exciting it is when we go up there and we want other people to get involved with social compassionate legislation. Yes. So socialcompassionandlegislation.org. Simone, uh, describe how fun it is to be a part of social compassion because we get these calls, go to Sacramento, and it's like the word spreads, and then we all arrive in Sactown, and what happens? Well, it's exciting because, first of all, you know, God bless the activists. That, you know, that is going to be the the, my, the last thing that I say on this earth is God bless the activists because we fight day after day, protest after protest, rain, shine, sun, doesn't matter. You're on the streets. And lots of times you feel like you have one step forward and 10 steps back. There's so many ways that people dream up to hurt animals and you think I'm not getting anywhere and I'm so tired of begging people to do what's right. And what's exciting is, you know, with our organization is that we sit, you know, in a room and we brainstorm and we think, what bill can we introduce that's going to save the most animals, make the most impact? And then we go and we fight with everything that we have to have it become law. And all of a sudden, it's like we can breathe. We're like, okay, we actually got something done. Because it's so exhausting and heartbreaking when you you know what the truth is. Your heart always knows what the truth is. Your heart always knows right from wrong. But when you're constantly just, you know, hitting your head against a wall, trying to beg people to just listen to that voice that tells them what right from wrong is, and they just refuse to. And then you're able to actually say, you know what? It's okay. I don't really need you to agree that harming animals is wrong because we're going to make it a law. And if you don't follow it, you'll go to jail or you'll get fined. 
<laughs> now, we have a caller from uh, Long Beach, California. Janelle, your question or thought, Janelle? Hi, this is Janelle. Um, hi, Judy. Hi. Um, this is, I was calling to just thank Judy um, and everyone else part of the Social Compassion Legislation Team for inviting my daughter the last couple of years to speak in Sacramento. Uh, we got to see firsthand just how impactful you all are and how scared of uh, social compassion and legislation the legislators are <laughs> and the hunters and the cosmetics people and the teachers and I've seen everyone there that uh, you know are trying to fight for a bill against bills and uh, you all do it with such grace and uh, intelligence and I just wanted to thank you because you also inspired my daughter to um, go into politics. She wants to go into politics herself because she's seen how much change can be made by going to when you're passing bills. Thank you, Janelle. Wow. And we want Genesis to come back. I will call you offline and give you a rundown of everything we're working on this year and definitely get her back up there from uh, the ground level so she can understand the process all the way through. And uh, I can't thank you enough for everything that you've done and raising such an incredible little daughter. Not so little anymore, but... <laughs> I know, she just turned 13. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much, and we're looking forward to the to the next year and seeing what everything, you know, all the change you're going to make again, because you are just, you just keep keeping on, and it's amazing to see that. And I'm glad that Genesis has mentors such as you and Jane and um, everyone else that's, you know, that's mentoring her, So and Simone and Katie. So thank you all so much. You guys have a happy holidays. Thank you. And we love Genesis. What an incredible youngster. Um, now, Judy, you said there was a fourth, and that's yes. the cosmetics, I believe, and that's extraordinary. Tell us about the cosmetics bill. So we actually got that bill done in 2018, and what it does is it says that I'm going to give you a nutshell version. So all the cosmetics and personal hygiene products that are sold in the state of California right now will be grandfathered in this bill. They're not going to go pull them off the shelves or anything. What's done is done. They're on the shelves. But any new product, personal hygiene product or cosmetic that comes to the market in the state of California shall be cruelty-free. Woo! The, there's a couple of caveats. The one caveat, and they are very narrowly written because we did not want to have gigantic loopholes that could uh, degrade the law. So they're narrow. One has to do with if it has an FDA approved uh, product in it. Of course, that, uh, it, you know, supersedes this. And there's also uh, a regulatory body uh, in, for the state. So if it's a federal or a state regulatory body and a product that might be this is um, uh, sunscreen, that it has some kind of more medical thing in it that might have been tested. Uh, but like I said, it's very narrowly written. There's something, uh, an exemption in there for uh, foreign uh, governments, and I want to clarify what this means. If China, for instance, had a, a testing that they make P2 
people do who import products into China. If you have a manufacturing plant in China, you're American and you have a plant in China, you don't have to test on animals. But if you import in, this is their way to like penalize people importing stuff, uh, is they make you go through some animal test. So what we did about that is we said that animal test will not be allowed in the state of California, that the only uh, uh, legitimate test for products in California are going to be the non-animal test. And that way it doesn't behoove anyone to do an animal test because it's not going to work here. So there are alternatives, non-animal tests in China. They haven't replaced them all but they are phasing them out. And I know that they have a couple left, but there's, um, for instance, John Paul Mitchell Systems wanted to sell in China and they said, we're not testing our, our, our products on animals. So there is a very narrow exemption for foreign governments, but this is being phased out too. Like I said, it's very narrow and that animal test will not be considered in California. So this is a great law. It was the absolute tightest uh, we could get, and we're very proud of it. We worked really hard to narrow these exemptions that we had to take. So for 99 and 9 tenths percent of the products, they will be 100% cruelty-free unless that product was sold in China, but that animal test couldn't be used here anyway. Does that make sense? Let me say this, because I was there for the process. Obviously, when the bill was proposed, we would want to make it absolutely airtight. But the legislative process is such that you sometimes, in order to get to the finish line and save as many animals as you can to prevent the bill from being killed, you have to make tiny compromises. Otherwise, the bill gets mm-hmm. gets killed. Mm-hmm. And so the whole premises, what is going to reduce the most suffering, right? What is going to reduce the most suffering? And I think you did a brilliant job given that they brought the lobbyists, the cosmetics industry brought how many lobbyists out to fight you, Judy? Well, we counted 40 to 50 at one hearing. Uh, They were lined up on both sides of the hall and we kind of went through one, two, three, four, you know, kind of eyeing them and counting and there was well over 40. So um, we had, it it was really tremendous opposition in the beginning. And then as time went on and we made our case and they saw the uh, overwhelming support by consumers and we did polling on the issue and people overwhelmingly do want cruelty-free products. So we really got the greatest bill we could get. And I'm very, again, like I said, I'm very proud of it. And it's really going to change things, not only for California, it's already uh, been copied in other states. So, now, Judy, I want to jump in because I know you have to go to a meeting in, in a second because she's always working the phones. But uh, let me ask you this, the impact of that on the cosmetics industry because it sends a message and that's part of it. It's, it's part of it. It's, it's almost like it's a dirty word 
and it is to test on animals. And so culturally, your bill had a huge impact. Tell us about that. Well, I mean, the, the people that were fighting us were coming out with cruelty-free products on TV and advertising uh, before the bill was ever even signed into law. So the writing was on the, on the wall. They saw the polling. They saw the tens of thousands of letters coming in. And they thought, whoops, we're on the wrong side of this. We need to get with the program. And before you know it, they were flaunting themselves as cruelty-free and uh, running ads. So they went from, hey, we want to protect our, you know, testing on animals to, oh, yeah, we're cruelty-free too. <laughs> okay. Final question before you go, Judy, because you. I know you're a busy lady and I appreciate you taking the time. Okay. What is on the horizon for 2020? I know there's things you can't reveal, but there are some that maybe you can give us a hint. Yes. So uh, one, our pet microchipping bill got vetoed by Governor Newsom. He wanted to see an exemption in it for uh, uh, either folks that can't afford to get their animals back. How do we protect that they get their animal? So we have to spell it out. Shelters work with people of low income and that have problems carrying, um, uh, you know, caring for the bill, but we're going to spell that out. The blood bank bill, um, we got a veto on that one and we're working on what a new version. The, the blood bank bill said that um, there's these poor greyhounds have this uh, neutral type of blood that any dog uh, can can take. And so they're literally taken from racetracks, are bred and put in cages and bled every 14 days. It's despicable. There's two companies in the state of California you that do this. Mention. And we want to open uh, it up to what's called community blood banks so that veterinarians can start their own blood banks. And in a community blood bank, the animal lives at home uh, like our dogs do, and they can be donors. So it's more like the human model. So what we need to do in this bill, uh, our bill just started up this community process because there's already a shortage of blood in California. So we wanted to get this new market going and then address the phase out or transition of these closed colony blood banks at a later date. But instead, um, the governor wanted it all in one bill. So we are working right now with the vets and the governor's office, our author's office, on figuring out a way that we can then uh, take these uh, captive colonies and turn them into uh, a more community colony-based. So that, that one's challenging, uh, very challenging, but we are determined to get it done. Uh, we're going to reform horse racing. And I know that as an animal rights activist, I would rather see it banned. And most of my fellow animal rights people want to see it banned. However, we have to do this reform because banning it, the only way to ban it is to do a proposition. A proposition cost over $10 million. We know that from history. We did polling on this issue. And the numbers are very strong for reform. 
But as far so many horses dying, dozens. And every day it seems you turn around and you hear about another horse dying. Something's wrong and it needs to be addressed. And I know that Judy Mancuso, you and social compassion and legislation are going to be on that. Um, It's just wrong. There's no no pleasure, no sport in animals collapsing by the dozens on racetracks. So. Um, it's 1030. I know you have to go. So I want to be respectful of your time. Thank you. I'll just say one more thing. So it, the, the deaths are caused mainly from pre-existing conditions and the fact that they can mask those injuries with drugs. And we are going to see to it that no animal is out there racing that has a pre-existing condition and is under drugs. So we should have a zero tolerance for deaths on the racetrack. And that is what the legislation, because there is a way to do it. There are other places in the world that um, have do race horses and they don't die. So that has to be the standard in California and in the United States. And, um, uh, right now, one more thing, and this is the call I'm going on. It has to do with mountain lions. There's such a thing as, um, depredation permits it's called. So if you have, uh, animals, uh, you know, uh, goats or alpacas and a mountain lion eat your animal, you can call fish and game, get a depredation permit uh, for whatever, a hundred dollars, it's something very stupid and cheap. And you can go, gives you a license to kill that mountain lion. Well, we don't have that many mountain lions left and no one should be just getting a license to kill a mountain lion in the state of California. So this will change the laws so that they have to, uh, go to non-lethal methods, um, be, and and not kill the mountain lion. Uh, let's see if I can talk about anything else before I go. Um, we did a bill uh, a couple years ago that got vetoed by Jerry Brown about endangered species. Uh, uh, President Trump made it so that people, he undid the Obama bill that made it illegal to bring these trophies of endangered species into America that people go from California, shoot these majestic animals and bring them back and hang them on their wall. This bill will make it illegal for them to possess it. We can't change the law for the transportation piece because that's federally preempted. But what we can do is make it illegal to possess them. So that got vetoed by Jerry Brown because, um, Fish and Game, uh, Fish and Wildlife was complaining it would cost too much. This time we're going to get it done under Gavin Newsom. And so we're going to be doing that again. So I will let you go on that note. You are amazing. Judy Mancuso, uh, Social Compassion Legislation. Get involved, socialcompassionlegislation.org. But we're not done with SDIL. I know you've got to go. Judy, congratulations on your article. Happy holidays. We're going to take a short break, but we're staying live on Facebook. And then on the other side of the break, we're going to talk to the one and only Simone Reyes about social compassion legislation and her country music career. Stay right there. 
sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influence channel the voice america talk radio network is on instagram make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows live events and around the network we want to see what you have to share as well check us out on instagram at voice america talk radio it's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health wealth and happiness are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts then tune in to the forbes factor with celebrity tv host and inspirational icon forbes riley she's a best-selling author and tv fitness expert and you know her from qvc and hsn now she brings her expert advice and guests to the voice america influencers channel tune in live every wednesday at 11 a.m pacific time and 2 p.m eastern time for the forbes factor we guarantee it will be the best hour of your week we don't follow we lead join us the voice america influencers channel you are listening to jane unchained to reach the show today call in to 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 you may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. All right. We are having a lovely holiday show here on Voice America Radio Simulcast on Facebook.com slash Jane Velez Mitchell, which is the Jane Unchained Facebook page. We've got a caller on the line, Lisa Carlin. Your question or thought, Lisa? Well, I want to say two things. First of all, it's been my distinct pleasure to volunteer with Social Compassion and Legislation and to actually go up to Sacramento on my own dime and participate in the process. I encourage everyone with children 12 years old and up to, to, to have a, take a field trip and go to Sacramento on a day when, um, when one of the social compassion bills is going to be heard in one of the various committees and let your kids see what the California legislative process is all about. I think it's important to know that we have a voice, we can use it, and I use mine for animals. You are an amazing activist and you are up there. And, you know, Lisa Carlin's an example of how one person can really make a difference. She's volunteering with Jane Unchained. She's one of our contributors. She works with social compassion legislation. She works with the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. Oh, and that's just to name a few. One person who is determined to make a difference can really make a difference. And she's off to the next adventure. Okay. (laughs) 
So tell me, Simone Reyes, uh, I want to get your ration because you're a fashionista. You're on the latest cutting edge Hollywood fashion trends, being a country music singer, as well as just deeply embedded in Hollywood. What I like uh, when there was a big article in Sacramento Bee on all of social compassion legislation's accomplishments, it says here, say goodbye to alligator boots and handbags. Animal activists also celebrated the reinstitution of a ban on alligator and crocodile products in the state. Beginning January 1st, it will be a misdemeanor to import or sell such animals in California. Now, this gets back to those bags that certain women who are socially insecure, and I'm just generalizing, I'm sure there are men who wear the bags or the leather, uh, you know, the alligator belts and the boots, but it, it always is an attempt to give yourself status through the purchase of an item, which is always a contrarian indicator to me. When I see one of those women walking around with those bags, like, look at me, I could afford this $500 bag. To me, it says, Socially insecure, insecure, needing to prop up her low self-esteem with some totem, and it grosses me out. Uh, Take it away. Actually, these bags can go anywhere up to $100,000, depending on what animal you're using. So, you know, uh, in the same way that people buy fancy cars and, you know, houses and things like that, um, you can't exactly, you know, bring your house around to, uh, you know, to a gathering with your friends in order to try to elevate your social status. So women and men purchase these items of the most exotic animals that they can, and they wear them. And thanks to the animal rights community, um, What's changing is that instead of having a giant sign on your back that says, hey, I'm important. Hey, I make a lot of money. You know, what it's saying is, hey, I'm selfish and I don't care about animals. Um, So as an activist who loves a good protest and goes to them all the time, again, like I said earlier, it gets exhausting trying to show everybody the videos of how these animals are skinned alive how they are beaten in ways to not affect the quality of the skin, which with fur we knew was anal electrocution, vaginal electrocution, these horrific ways that these animals live and how they die. Now we're able to knock down bills that are going to further the exploitation and abuse of animals. And we're able to create bills that will say no, no more. So uh, it's an exciting time for for animal rights right now. And it's an exciting time, I think, for people because they are now going to see that there's alternatives and that the best billboard that you can use your body for is one of compassion. Yeah. And, you know, for those who feel that, oh, you know, we're fighting these giant industries. Yes. But I'll tell you, when I started Jane Unchained in January of 2015, One of the first protests I went to recording on my phone was, for example, a Ringling Brothers protest outside the Staples Center in Brooklyn. And I'll never forget, it was nine degrees. There were 200 activists holding signs, shivering in the dark. And I said, wow, the media isn't here. It's so cold. Everybody's going to the circuses, rushing past them. Uh, I found my niche. I can shoot these. Sure did. <laughs> I was a journalist for 40 years. I can shoot these 
and, and video them and edit them and put them up on Facebook, just like I used to do news reports. But I remember when it was nine degrees and I was like shaking and everybody was shaking. I said, you know, I had that moment of doubt. Is it worth it? You know, is it really going to make a difference? Well, lo and behold, I'm not saying for my story. It was PETA. It was the Humane Society. It was Last Chance for Animals. It was Mercy. I mean, all the groups, but primarily PETA uh, when it comes to the circus animals, for sure, um, protesting against them. But lo and behold, not so long after that, ringlings kaput. So when you feel like it's so it's such a mountain you're climbing, remember that social change can happen very rapidly. And now we have this no exotic animals in any circuses here in California bill that just passed. So basically, it animal circus, it's dead. It's over. Triples that's, that's gone. It's part of the 19th century. It's medieval. So it's even earlier than that. Now we're doing the same with fur. Even the most ardent and resistant dig-in-your-heels fur retailers like Michael Kors have given up fur, right. and um, fur is dead. I just went to a fancy party this past Saturday night in Santa Monica, and I approached from a distance, and I was like, oh, God, it looks like people are wearing fur. And I got closer. Every single one of the fur wraps was faux. Fantastic. Yeah. And so there's no need to wear fur. And uh, obviously that ban is um, another one of um, the achievements of this movement. Can you expand a little bit on the fur is dead? Well, yes. And also, you know, the fact that we got our fur trapping bill to be signed into law is, is fantastic because what we realized is, well, great, you know, okay, we're fur free here. That's fantastic. But can you imagine that our animals, okay, that live in our state, we're being trapped on our land and being sent to other countries that don't have these bans, you know, going on. It was outrageous. And we thought this makes no sense, which is why we actually, you know, went after that, that bill and had it be a law. Because imagine that. I mean, the fact is, is that when I say our animals, no animal are our animals. Wild animals belong unto themselves but we need to be able to protect them. And it was just, it was outrageous to me that other, other countries were able to take the animals that are living on California soil and having them shipped for fur, for some, you know, for vanity. So yes, we are winning. We are winning. And it was, let me tell you something. I joined this movement in the early nineties, like hardcore, maybe a little bit the eighties, but definitely the early, early nineties. And at the time, PETA was so strong with the fur is dead message. And they had so many celebrities coming out that I really believed that we had our, you know, our elbow in the neck of the fur industry. And then something seemed to change over the last decade, a lot with, um, with hip hop, for whatever reason, hip hop decided that fur was cool. Big again, Boy appeared at the Super Bowl halftime Big show boy. wearing yes. fur and we, uh, Jane Unchained organized protests and in, in coordination with Lori Allen and Alam Orion of uh, the National Animal Rights Day, uh, we presented to um, the uh, we presented to Hollywood industry agencies these petitions with many many thousands of signatures saying no fur, but continue on. Yes. Yeah, so again, we had to put our heads down and get to work. 
And the way that social compassion legislation does it is obviously to ban fur trapping and, you know, things of that nature. But I really and truly feel that the tipping point for, for not just the animal rights movement, but for every social justice movement is the internet. And it goes back to what you were talking about. The younger generations especially aren't getting their news from the media because they're not even watching television. What they're doing is they're grabbing their smartphones and they're looking on their tablets. That's how they're watching their content. That's how they're getting their news. That's how they're sharing things. I mean, I remember back, you know, uh, when we had Farm Sanctuary undercover videos and PETA undercover videos, and we literally would gather in a room and watch these grainy VHS tapes and just be like horrified by what we saw. And we would make copies and, and, and hand it around to people and be like, oh my God, do you know what's happening? Do you know how your meat was made? Do you know how your fur was made? Now it's like, you almost have to take a break from social media because when you follow any, any of the organizations and please continue to do so, but you're literally like, like plummeted with stuff. Like there's stuff every day, every second. And you're like, wow, this movement is taking off. This movement is, is literally being um, galvanized by social media. And the animals could not be in a better place because of it. And Rico's just getting his own rumble. <laughs> Go on rumble and see Rico. We're going to have a, a rumble for Rico. Uh, Paige from Westlake Village, your question or thought, Paige. Yes. Good morning, ladies. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay, fantastic. This question is a personal question for you, Simone. I, um, I want to share this with other people, this video, and I was thinking about it. How did you choose and what were the steps of which you took to get active, to get activated? Because you're involved with so many incredible groups. Like, how would you take somebody step-by-step who's brand new, looking at wanting to get activated in activist animal rights? You know, I have said from the beginning, PETA is the mother of the animal rights movement. I don't think there would be an animal rights movement in the way that there is, if not for Ingrid Newkirk. I, I just don't believe it. So I think that new activists should start in the beginning and they should go on the PETA website and they should learn everything that they can about why this movement is so important, how it got started, the people that risked their lives. In, I just saw a documentary on, on the uh, Shack 7. People that literally risk their lives in jail fighting for animals. So look at the documentaries, go through all of the different, you know, websites, all of their history is there, all of the information. And what you see is that the animal rights movement, I believe, in my opinion, in a lot of ways, is very similar to the ACT UP movement in New York. You know, nobody was caring that gay men were dying of AIDS. Nobody was caring. The government was certainly not caring. And it took grassroots, and they didn't have the internet back then when this was really, really, you know, the issue that was killing the most, um, the most people in, in the cities, especially New York City. And they took to the streets. They literally took their dead in coffins and brought them to the lawn of the, uh, of the White House. They scattered the ashes of their loved ones, and they galvanized and they revolutionized their movement by activism alone. And that changed things. People started getting drugs. So 
the animal rights movement is very similar. You know, we have to keep on the streets. We have to keep the pressure going and we have to keep supporting groups that are in the legislature and fighting for animals where they have no voice at all. I would also say go live. Yes. You're going live right now. It, you, every cell phone and every laptop is a network. What is a network at the end of the day? It is the fancy term for a production company with a pipeline to an audience. And everybody with a phone has their own tribe, their own group of people, and they can grow that audience. And uh, so that's why we do this. Because even our least viewed video on Jane Unchained is seen more than the largest uh, group of people listening to a speaker at a VegFest, for example. And I love VegFest. We travel all the way around the country and the world going live at VegFest. But it's like bringing a thousand people with you wherever you go. Isn't and that incredible? Is, once it's up, whether it's Facebook or, well, Instagram has some your story deletions, but uh, once it's up on Facebook, it's up there forever. Okay. And then you can email it out. You can do all sorts of things. You can put it on your LinkedIn. You know, there's, there's many things that you can do with that video. You can save it to your phone and you can edit it and put it on Instagram. And we do all that at Jane Unchained. And part of it is we're urging everybody, if you love animals, if you, for example, don't eat them and you're plant-based, when you make a dish, put a video camera on it. Just, just video it and send it out to your friends and show you because people will say, well, what do you eat, grass? No, <laughs> we've been doing four years, four years of daily vegan cooking shows and we have never repeated a recipe in four years. We're doing lasagnas and tacos and burgers and mac and cheeses. And, and we do healthy stuff too. There's a lot of kale in there. But what I'm trying to say is, um, what an easy way. We all eat. I know Simone doesn't eat that much. nibbles. <laughs> That's why she's so svelte. But, uh, you know, you have three meals a day generally. And, you know, take one of them and the best one and, and video it and just send it out to your friends. Go on Facebook Live. Yeah, everybody is an activist. That's the thing. Now with smartphones, every single person is an activist and everybody is is as important as the next activist. The person who sends their emails and makes their phone calls is just as important as the person who's shivering in the cold outside of this, you know, the Staples Center to protest the rodeo, who's just as important as the person who's marching, you know, into their their local legislature and, and talking to their representatives. Everybody is important. So I beg people, anything that you can do, you have an extra 10 minutes a day, give it to the animals. They are counting on you. And it's fun. It is I, fun. It's fun to go live. Um, it's really adds, you know, it supersizes your experience wherever you're going. And uh, wherever I go, today we're going to go to a big box store that has a lot of vegan options. And we're going to go live at Ikea in Burbank which has done a great job of providing vegan options. So what we're learning people, we're letting people know, wow, when you're at Ikea, you can actually have a veggie dog and you can have uh, vegan meatballs. And I'm just doing this off the top of my head. I'm not there yet. I'll have the full story uh, when we go live at 1230, which we do every day, at 1230 Pacific on facebook.com slash Jane Velez Mitchell. And while we're doing plugs, I want to always give a plug out to my documentary Yay. countdown to year zero. It just won best director uh, at the Culver city film festival. And it went one best 
uh, documentary feature at the Studio City Film Festival, and it was featured at the Chelsea Film Festival, and it's about animal agriculture is destroying our planet. That's very simple. And why, if we want, if we have kids, and I have kids, but they're the four-legged variety. If you have, yes, if you have kids, you know, you want to protect the planet for your kids. And climate change is going to get very, very scary in the next few years. There's an easy way, just transition to plant-based meals. You can get it at, you know, Burger King and um, uh, all these, you know, Subway, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, uh, TGIF Fridays. They have these burgers that are plant-based. They taste uh, just like the real thing. And, uh, you know, it's it's always the the onions and the lettuce and the tomato and the ketchup and the all of that. <laughs> the ketchup and the mustard. So... Uh, what, that's another thing you can do is, is just not eat animals. And, um, we know a lot of animal lovers in quotes who are eating animals. And I think that that's another big shift that's occurred in 2019 is that people are starting with the beyond meat initial public offering and the impossible foods and all of that. They're starting to see, wow, hmm, if I'm an animal lover and I love my dog and my cat, why am I, why am I? taking a pink dog, which is what a pig is, except pigs are so much smarter than dogs and, and torturing and eating that animal. So we only have a couple of minutes. What do you see in 2020, Simone? I see the tipping point. I feel it every day. You know, as many times as I break down in tears about the state of, of animals and, and what humans dream up to do to them, I'm just as encouraged. And I shed just as many tears for the activists and for the laws that are being changed and the laws that are being submitted for change. And I see that people are waking up. People are finally listening to that voice in their hearts that tell them that we are just living here with animals, that animals are not here for us. And it's a beautiful, incredible time to be part of the movement and to be part of this incredible time in history. Yes, and for your health. One out of every four people will die of a heart attack in the United States. When you hear those sirens, they're usually not going to a fire. They're going to somebody having a heart attack. I see it all the time right in my neighborhood, people being willed out. And there's a way to avoid that and all sorts of other problems like erectile dysfunction. And um, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, guys, uh, check out Game Changers. Check out Countdown to Year Zero. Check out What the Health. That's another thing people can do is watch documentaries and get informed. So we're, we're out of time. We wish everybody a very happy holiday. Tacey Trump, our executive producer, happy holidays. You're an incredible, incredible uh, executive. We love you. And A-Rod, um, we wish you the best holiday. He's our man in the control room. He's done such a great job over this past year, 2019. And we are wishing you the very best for 2020 and hope you have a fabulous new adventure. So uh, thank you again, everybody at home. Remember, these are our friends. Yes. Talk to you in 2020. Yay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.